Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Hey, good morning. You know how I know it's a good morning? Because God's in a good mood. Actually, I do need that. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I just, I, you ever wake up and you kind of just like take inventory of how this day is going to go? That's how I take inventory. I, I ask myself, uh, God, are you in a good mood today? Or I ask him, I say, God, are you in a good mood today? Because today could go either way. Um, and if you're in a good mood today, I know what kind of day it's going to be. Yes. And, he, and he, he's always in a good mood. I don't, I don't know his ways, but... Uh, he is. He's always in a good mood. Oh, man. Thank you, Father. Oh, give me a second here. <laughs> How many of you guys know that he's in a good mood? Come on. If the creator of the universe is in a good mood, you can trust him. You can trust him. Everything's about trust if you haven't figured that out yet. The level that you trust, he is who he says he is, and you are who he says he is. That's the level that you get to walk out your day and enjoy and in thanksgiving. If you don't trust that he's good, then we're going to have a lot of other issues happening. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, you know, I just, I just felt as I was this morning as I got up and I was just thinking about just praying this morning, spending time with the Father. Well, see, I just, want to encourage, I just want to thank each and every one of us this morning. You know, I, I, we do this as family. If you came here, just get a message and go. I'm going to disappoint you every time. Um, but if you came here to, to just kind of just to, to worship, to meet God, to meet each other, I, I hope we do that well. Um, but I want to thank you guys. And I don't know if we get thanked at this very often, but I just want to thank you guys for doing this thing that I, I just felt like God, God was, was, was thanking us for is, is choosing Choosing to believe truth and show up. Choosing to believe truth and show up. Just, just that, I, I just want to encourage you guys every day that we would just choose to believe truth. Truth about who you are, what he says about you are, uh, what he says about himself. And I just want to thank you guys. I mean, if you're here, you chose to believe a level of truth that this was going to be a good move for you. This is, this is, this is, you said yes to come in this morning. You said yes to community. You said yes to get around God even more in the morning. You didn't have to, but you said yes, because you knew, like, I, I want to worship God in community. So it's small, but I just felt like I want to encourage you guys. Thanks for saying yes for that. You know, I want to talk a little bit today. I, I honestly, I, I think today's kind of going to be fun. I don't have a, a pointed uh, message where we go through a list, but I'm, we're going to read a lot of scripture. And I, I just felt like you know, every now and then I want to I want to remind us um, not just that we just come and get all rallied up, but I want us to I want us to learn how to lead a powerful Christian life. And and there's there's different things we're going to learn and grow in as we, and and with the result of being powerful Christians. And powerful Christians walk in joy. They walk in freedom. They walk in love. Um, they walk in their destinies. Um, not powerful Christians live their life in um, in the opposite of all that. I won't list it off. It's not fun to list those kind of things off, but. Powerful Christians believe, powerful, believe good truth and stuff. And so some, some of the ways we do that is by learning how to read the Word. Not just learn how to read it, but figure out what does it mean to actually be passionate about it. You know, when I got, first got saved, I, was in, uh, I got saved out of, uh, out of high school. 
Who's ever heard of Young Life? Ever heard of Young Life? Cool thing is we actually share an office with Young Life now down in uh, just a few blocks away. And I got saved, and, and, and as I was, I was leaving this Young Life camp called Malibu up in Canada, um, and, and really, I, I don't know that it was that great of a, a salvation, except it was a great salvation, but it wasn't like, I had this encounter with the Lord, and He spoke to me, and I started bawling. I literally just looked at the mountains, and I said, you know, God, that can't be a coincidence. There's so much beauty, and I just, it just, that just hit me. And so I said, you know, there's got to be a God, and if you're real, I'll give you two years of my life and see what you can do with it. Wow. <laughs> and, and I like the laugh that God gave me a two-year money-back guarantee, and I'm just like, and, and to be honest, I, I've never cashed in on it. it. It's just, it's never been in my mind to go back, but listen, if you're, if some people, not everybody, like, is going to have this mountaintop conversion, and I don't, I mean, but... But I'm going for it every time. But the reality is some people just need to see it through the lens that they need to see it through. And there was just something about the beauty of the mountains, which I'm not really a big outdoorsy guy. But it, it just hit me between the eyes. And I said, you know what, if you're real, I'll, I'll, I'll give my life to you. And, and so, so it gave me a couple years to figure it out. And I, I haven't looked back since. But it's funny, I, I was on, on, our, on our drive back, they give you a Bible my first Bible, and they, they, they kind of tell you how to read a little bit. But I didn't read my Bible for like three years. All right? I'm not, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying that's what happened to me. And <laughs> hallelujah, it turned out okay. Um, <laughs> there's hope for all of us. Um, but, you know, like I, I, I never knew how to read the Word. I was never planning a community like this for sure. Okay? Um, but I was around great people. They encouraged me. They stewarded me. I have a great story. Um, but it wasn't, like, I, I could tell you the day that I was, I was worshiping, about two and a half years after I got saved, I was worshiping in our house. Uh, I lived in a men's house in college full of Christian guys, and we did worship. And I remember, I remember worshiping, and my hands, like, drifted up on me. <laughs> and I remember thinking, they're not coming down. <laughs> and, I, and you know what's so funny? I, I laugh now, but I thought, I've got it. I got it. <laughs> Thank goodness for this mic because I can do this. But, but I, I literally thought like, I've, I did it. <laughs> Which is so funny to me now as if that's, the, that's how it happens, right? Your hands just magically like the Holy Spirit carries your hands up. And, and you made it. I'm really worshiping now. <laughs> I even told my buddy, I said, Sean, Sean, I, I worshiped and my hands went up. And <laughs> anyway, I'm just, I'm, that really happened that way. And so anyway, <laughs> I left college, went to the Navy for a while and um, just started slowly. My walk with God was really a one of just learning to get to know him. And as I got to know him, I stopped wanting to go to the, the, the dance club the night before. And I stopped wanting to drink a lot on Saturday nights because Sunday mornings I felt awkward at church. And, and it, it, you know, that's, that was my conviction. Like, this just feels a little weird that I'm a little half hung over at church. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, but it was such a gentle, like, it was such a gentle thing that God did with me. He just, you know, man, honestly, if God just nailed between the eyes with his goodness and you just stop it all, like, that's beautiful. But like if it's something where he just woos you into this place of holiness and this place of, 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 giving, of getting rid of things that don't create life in you. Because he was never worried about the things I did. 
he, he, was, he just looked at me and says, Jesse, I have so much more for you. There's so much joy if you'll just, <laughs> if you'll just let some of that stuff go. It's just not what you really want. You're trying to fill something. It's, it's me. <laughs> but anyway, so I, that, was, that was kind of me, and, and I, I'd slowly kind of, and then I went, ended up in San Diego in 2000, uh, no, 2003, and I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was stationed there, and had a lot of time off, and I, I remember getting jealous of a buddy of mine that was encountering God in, in a prayer meeting, and I just got really jealous. Like, God, I want that for my life. Still hadn't read the Bible more than a couple times, maybe. Uh, memorized a couple scriptures that didn't really do it for me. And, um, and I remember picking up my, I remember going on walks with the Father, and I remember reading the Word during that week, just picking it up, and, and something shifted. I, I can't tell you exactly what happened because I don't really know exactly what happened. But I, I knew that I picked, I read the word and something was different. You ever felt that? Raise your hand. You ever felt like something's different this time? Like, like maybe you read a scripture and just jumped off the page to you and you felt like you had to hang out for a little while. Because the way I read the word before was I just kind of read through it either in some program or plan or something, which is great. Some of us need a lot of structure, which I love that. I need some structure. But there was something that happened when I read the word that time, and, and I just, it came alive to me. It just, I actually, my buddy called me and had an issue, and I just felt like I had answers now, or at least I had some prayer and some hope. And then, I, honestly, it was, that, it was that, that week that I decided to get, to get jealous for God, that everything shifted for me, and I, and I tell people my walk up with God was kind of like this, this slow, the slow ascent, and all of a sudden, that week hit, and I was like, and I just like took off. I could just tell you, I, I heard about healing. I heard about prophecy. I heard about Holy Spirit worship. And it just lit me on fire. And so I, I want to speak like that into you guys this morning. There's some of you guys that aren't super impressed with your own walk with God. And I want you to know that it, it only takes one moment. It only takes a moment for God to shift everything. And your whole heart just comes alive. I love process. I did process. But I like, I like what God did to me in that moment much better. And so I'm not, I'm not discounting what he did to me in those first few years. But I believe that in, in the right community, around the right believers, that he'll make us jealous. And that's my prayer for all of us, that he makes us jealous. Um, that I get jealous off of watching Nicole's life and Chris's life and Jordan's and Chelsea and Jesse's life. And I just get jealous for God and it causes us to just take that turn and, and supernaturally, things just start popping to us. So we're going to read the Word this morning. And I, 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 I get excited when I read the Word now. I don't know what it is about the Word that's changed. But when I read the Word now, I just sit there. And I love coffee shops because I like to get around people. I don't want to talk to them, to be honest. But I like just being around them. <laughs> I, I, was, I used to tell them, like, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I love coffee shops. Read the Word. And this one woman in our office, she's like, she's like I know. And you can just tell them about Jesus. I said, no, I just want to... I just want to watch him. <laughs> I don't know why. I just being around his creation gets me going. So I, I want to talk about Ephesians. Ephesians is stinking loaded. All right. Ephesians is a lot of interesting stuff about Ephesians. Is I, I, and I, the, way I, the way I go about reading the Bible is I, some of us have different lenses with the word. I, I remember meeting a woman uh, about a month ago and I started talking about the gospel, about what's different about our church and uh, I, I told her, we're not better, we're just different, and, and, and this is what we believe, what we go after. And we started I started talking to her about, or she basically said, you know, I've got a lot of problems with the Bible. I said, oh, that's interesting. Tell me about that. 
And, and she's talking about some of the things that, you know, that she just didn't like. And, and I said, you know, if you're reading the Bible and, and you don't have hope, you're reading it through the wrong lens. Because he is the God of hope and he wrote the Bible. So if you're reading the Word and you're not reading it with a lens of hope, of the, through the lens that God is good all the time, you're bound to, to read into some things that aren't there. And, and you may not have as much fun as I do having read the Word. So when you, when you open the Word, think about the lens that you read it through. And you can be intentional. You can say, Holy Spirit, would you show me the God of hope in this Bible? Or maybe you're thinking, I wanna, you know, I just feel like, God, would you show me the God of salvation? God, would you show me what it looks like to see the goodness of God in the scriptures? And so you know, have a lens that you read the word through. Um, I, w- I was looking at Ephesians, and, and I've done this in the past, and I just, I'm, I want to remind myself, what was Paul who, who wrote Ephesians? What was he thinking about when he wrote Ephesians? What is, what is Ephesus about? What was going on in, in the city of Ephesus during this time? And where was Paul doing when he read it? And so I'll just go online, and I'll just Google um, you know, the, the, the city of Ephesus or Paul, the book of Ephesians, you know. And so I encourage you guys, if that's something that sounds fun to you, do that. Don't just read it for the words on the page. Those are good. They're loaded. But, but read it also from a context that Paul was reading and you'll get more out of it. Some thoughts I thought that were fun. And I honestly, I just thought I'd share them with some thoughts about Ephesus and about what I learned because it, it, less of a, a three-point sermon, more of I want to pull you into the word a little bit. It was written by real people. Like, there was a guy that wrote this. And he was a real person. He had a real life. He had a real vision for why he wrote it. And some of us, we read the Word, and we don't really know why it was even written, right? I mean, I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, I, have, I am not the Bible scholar. I, I, I think I'd love to do more studying and stuff like that. But I've, I am, I'm in. I'm bought in. I've said yes to learning about the Bible. And so there's some interesting things about, about the Bible, about, about the book of Ephesians. Um, Paul, Paul writes the book of Ephesians from, prim, from prison. Um, it, it's funny, there's actually a few of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, uh, of the books of the Bible that they call them uh, uh, the prison epistles, which I didn't know that. Anybody know there's, a, there's prison epistles? I didn't know that. Um, there's Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. We're all written from inside a prison. It's kind of interesting to me. Like, I'm just going to pull you into my world a little bit. I hope you're okay with this. I, I think you're going to get a lot out of it because we're just going to read the word and, and I... The word doesn't return void, right? We're going to read the word. And so if you get your Bible out now, get your Bible app, if, you're, if, you're, if you're, that's what you love, whatever it is, just get it out now, get it ready. You can open up to Ephesians 1. We'll just see how far we get. But you understand, Paul, the, the kind of interesting thing I, I thought was interesting about Ephesians is that if, the, the, the city of Ephesus was one of the most taught, learned places that, that, that anybody went to in the Bible times. Paul actually went there before, before this was written, and he taught there for two months in the synagogues until they kicked him out. And then he taught for, almost, for over two years in, in like a, a school, a Tyrannus, the school of Tyrannus. And, and he taught for two years, and then he left, and he left uh, 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 Priscilla and Aquila there, and they continued teaching. And then a guy named Apollos came, and he started teaching, but he taught about the Old Testament Christ, about uh, uh, the John the Baptist. And so he taught all this stuff. Well, the Priscilla Aquila pulled him aside and said, hey, hey, Paul, we're actually teaching about Christ is risen. And so they taught Apollos about this new style, uh, that this, new, this new understanding of Christ, not the one that John the Baptist 
taught, but this new, that Christ is risen, this whole new Jesus. And so Apollo starts teaching. So the city of Ephesus was actually a highly trained, highly taught and educated group of people. Um, so Paul left, ended up going to um, Jerusalem after a while, got arrested. He basically said, hey, um, I want you to, I want to be tried in front of a court in Rome. So they took him to Rome, which is where he got put in prison waiting for his trial. And so Paul is in prison now writing the book of Ephesians. Okay, just a little backstory. It's kind of fun. Um, the neat thing about Ephesians that I thought was interesting. Everybody say, that's interesting. It's just interesting. I don't know if it's going to light your world up. But the book of Ephesians is, is one of the books that is not trying to teach things. You look at Romans. Romans is like line by line, like teaching about righteousness and holiness. In fact, Paul even like brings up questions you might have. Well, what, well, does that mean we should just go on sinning? No, may it never be. Why would you? And so Paul is actually teaching in Romans line by line. He's teaching people about, about righteousness, about holiness, about, about transforming your mind, all this stuff. I thought that was interesting. But when we read Ephesians, I want you to think about this. Like, he's not trying to teach you something. He's actually giving glory and praise. And, and you think about it. Why isn't he teaching? Because the city, of, he already taught so much to this church, didn't he? Isn't that interesting? Like, he's already been through there. He already knows there's teachers. He's actually encouraging them because they've done an incredible job. So I, I, as we read that, you'll notice that this is, a, this, he's praising and lifting up and exalting who Christ is and who God is. So let's, let's dive in. I love it. Um, so uh, uh, verse 1, Ephesians. And we're just gonna, I'm just going to talk about this stuff. And I, and at the end, I want to ch- I'll challenge you with a few things that I felt like would be really good to launch us into. But, but follow with me, or if you can. I think it's really good to read it for yourself. I'm reading the NASB. If that helps you, choose the, if you can, choose a version. That's fun. Choose your own version. A lot of people are like, don't, don't read that version, brother. It takes words out. Like, you, you read whatever version you want. Um, <laughs> if God can't work through every version, like, we've got a, we've got a lot of problems. So, uh, so God's really good. All right, verse 1. Paul, uh, Ephesians 1, 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus to, by the will of God, to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Say, to the saints. You know why he starts? To the saints. Because we need to remember that we're saints. I think a lot of people in Christianity would love to say, like, don't you mean to the sinners? Don't you mean those that, are, <laughs> that have missed the mark that need Jesus? No, he's just saying it's to the saints. And actually, it's word to the holy ones. It's actually the word to the holy ones. You know, he's talking to you guys. He's talking to us. I think that's awesome. It says, to the saints or holy ones at Ephesus who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Whoo! Can, can I read that again? <laughs> This is how I read the word, guys. I'm not saying you have to, I, this is how I, you have to read it, but this is, this is, this is open. This is, this is, it's open season. You can read the word like this where you read a phrase and you stop and you're like, what? 
What, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Everybody say, blessed us. Blessed us. He's blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Did, did we read that right? Come on, you don't need good preaching. Listen, I, I, I can't preach this good. Like, <laughs> who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Say every spiritual blessing. But brother, I don't think I have them all. I'm just telling you what the word, which is truth, says. Just stop for a second and just imagine what your life is like, can be like, if you had every spiritual blessing. Come on, guys. Listen, I honestly believe that the, the, the Sunday mornings are not about being talked to. Sunday mornings are being activated. Listen, if you're just coming on a Sunday morning to get a good teaching and leave, that we're selling the whole thing short. Sun, you can get that any day of the week. I get that multiple times a week. I just find a, a powerful teaching. Sunday mornings are about getting it in you. And so whether we practice healing or practice prophecy, whether we just pour into each other, this is what it's about. It's about learning how to, how to eat the word, how to, how to digest it, how to get it in your body so that when you wake up in the morning, you don't, you don't like lose your faith. But you wake up in the morning, you think, oh, is it going to be a good day? I don't know. Well, Ephesians says I have every spiritual blessing. What's possible for your life when you have every spiritual blessing? Does that mean everybody I pray for gets healed? I think so. Does that mean I have something to give every person on the street? I think so. But you figure that out. All right. All right, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Does that just mean in heaven? Oh, oh, they're talking about after we die. Oh, I get that. Okay. No, no. <laughs> listen, on earth as it is in heaven. We pray that, right? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Which means the goal is to bring heaven to earth. Your commission will always be to experience heaven on earth. And it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. Oh, man. This could take a long time. <laughs> in love, he predestined us to adoption. Not an obligation. Not an have to. God didn't say, I should do this. He did it out of he did it out of, come on. Some of you guys, I think it's a chore to love you. Some of you guys, it's, you got to work yourself up to feel loved in the morning. <laughs> I want to encourage you. Like, he chose you before, before you ever knew you. Before, he knew you before the beginning of time, and he still chose you. And he did it out of love. In love, he, <laughs> he predestined us to adoption as sons through, through Jesus Christ to himself. <laughs> he was, he's not afraid to be associated with you. Oh, come on, this is good. 
There's so many messages in this, isn't there? And you get to preach them to yourself all day. Come on. Don't wait for someone to preach this to you. Don't wait for someone to preach you a good message. Open the word up and preach it to yourself. Say, whoa, I've been predestined as his son. Like, what, what's it like to be the son of God? Wow. <laughs> okay, it, it's all right. I'm going to stay on track here. According to the kind intentions, or it says his good pleasure of his will. Wow, it's his good pleasure to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. <laughs> Dude, this is how I read the word, guys. This is, this, this is an invitation. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Everybody say his grace. Come on. We're not forgiven according to your um, repentance. We're not forgiven according to uh, uh, how, how low you've made yourself on the floor. We're not forgiven to how often you're good. We're forgiven according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished. That's a good word. <laughs> when you think of lavish, just think that word lavish. Just stop for a second. Lavished. Lavish. Say lavished. Think like smeared, like, like overwhelmed, like lavished, like I lavished the butter on the toast. <laughs> my, my kids, they're always like, where's the butter? <laughs> We'll make them broccoli and we'll like put all this butter on their broccoli because we know they like it. They won't eat it unless there's butter. But by the time they get to it, the butter's melted. And they look at the butter, they look at the broccoli and they don't see the butter anymore. And they're like, where's the butter, mom? <laughs> we'll be like, hey, honey, actually, that's not the way you talk to us. And, and they'll be like, mom, where's the butter, please? <laughs> it's there. <laughs> In him we have redemption. Through his blood, the forgiveness of all of our trespasses, our, our bad mistakes, our past, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, his kind intention. I'm going to read that again. In his wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will. You ever hear that? Oh, but who can know his ways? <laughs> you ever hear that? We say a lot of funny stuff in Christianity. <laughs> who can know? Oh, but he is the Lord, and who can know his ways? <laughs> I'll just read it again. He has made known to us the mystery of his will. But he does use this word mystery, doesn't he? Like it's a mystery. But what's the mysterious part of it? The mysterious part, I believe, it's, it's, the, it's, it, it's the mystery of just how good he is. It's the mystery. It's like it, it, he doesn't lay this thing out like we're just going to get it in a moment. 
Listen, uh, uh, Proverbs 25 says that it's the glory of God to hide a matter, to make it a mystery. It's the glory of God to, 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 to call it a mystery because, because it's the glory of kings, of you and I, of princes and priests and kings to search it out, to, to, to figure out what is the fullness of God? What is the goodness of God? But make no mistake, family, he's made it known. He's lavished on us what his will is. Come on. This is the goodness of God, guys. If it doesn't transform your life, you're missing it. And that's what I think. I think that's what we're called to do. We're called to get around each other to reveal the goodness of God so we don't miss it. So that you're, having, you're, you're missing the goodness of God. But I get around, I, I, I get around my friends. I, I, I get around Natalie and, and, and I, get around, I get around Chris. And, I, and I, start to, I start to see just how good he is. And it makes me jealous. Man. I turned the page. We're not ready to turn the page. Whew. <laughs> this is really good. Wow, do you see that this preaches a message? I'm going to skip just ahead a little bit and then, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Can you guys feel his presence in the room? Come on, that's what it's about. Can you feel his presence? When you, when, you, when you talk about his word, when you talk about his goodness, when you talk about what he's like, his presence comes near. I think too often we have a lot of noise in our world trying to tell us what God's like, and you just read the word, and you, and you find out, like, we're selling him short. <laughs> he lavished. According to his good pleasure. Can you just feel the pleasure of God over your life? And sometimes, sometimes we're wondering, is he pleased with us? Sometimes you're wondering, like, is, is he really that pleased? Because we can't, in our little thinking, this is why it's a mystery, because sometimes our thinking goes south, and in that thinking, everything's a mystery. But when you, when you, when you ascend into his presence, the mysteries fall away. But if you're thinking for yourself, if you're thinking about, about woe is me, everything's a stinking mystery. Right? Come on, that's a good word. But when you sit down, you sit with his goodness and your kindness and you realize it's, it's his good pleasure over me. He's pleased. Then the mystery starts becoming made known to you. You start to realize that everywhere I go, Hobby Lobby, Starbucks, everywhere, the coffee shops, bad coffee, good coffee, everywhere you go... <laughs> Everywhere you go, like, <laughs> you know what his will is. His will is to lavish his goodness on everybody you meet. Come on, I think it's in 1 John. It says that, that Christ's job, the, the, the calling of Christ is to defeat the works of the devil. The call in your life is to defeat the works of the enemy. How do you do it? Bring heaven to earth. How do you do it? Love the one in front of you. There's, there's, the mystery breaks away when you spend time with the goodness of God, when you spend time and you recognize how pleased he is. Come on, this just makes Sunday this much better, doesn't it? Like, I don't know what your Sunday was like before, but 
I'm pretty dang happy. <laughs> We're not even preaching a message. We're just reading the Bible. See, this is what's possible. But I never knew this. For about six years, I was a Christian, and I never knew how to read the Bible like this. It never occurred to me to stop and actually think about what lavished meant. It, it never occurred to me, and I, and I, and I get that because I didn't have a community like this that thought that way. But, but welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the upgrade of God. That when you get around people that, ha- that, 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 that are, are happier than you are. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm always going after I want to find people that are happier than me because they reveal more of who God is. And I look at the Word and I see it differently now. Before I saw a God that was afraid to lavish on me because I might get prideful or arrogant. Now I see a God who's not afraid to lavish on me His goodness because He thinks it's just going to call me higher. Woo! You, know, you can see now why Ephesians is this praise, book of praise, isn't it? You can see it. He's not so much trying to teach us, but trying to exalt the Father, exalt who God is. And it's, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, man. Then he says this in verse 18. And he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That's what we're talking about, aren't we? We're talking about understanding how good God is. Maybe enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. I think sometimes we're worried about what our calling is. He's... Paul's talking about what God's calling is in your life. When you get his calling for you, you'll you'll get freed up a lot. Because when you're worried about your own calling, you're going to walk yourselves in circles trying to figure out how to make it happen. But I promise you, his calling over your life, it's it's, it's a lot less burden. All right. (laughs) <laughs> I pray that your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? He's saying, may your eyes be opened to what is uh, to the riches of the glory. Say the riches. riches. He doesn't have to use words like that, but he does. The riches. The riches of the, of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, in you. And, and lastly, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe? Wow. I'm not going to lie. I thought about preaching just on those, that, those two verses right there. <laughs> I just thought like, I'll just, we'll just, we'll just do that. But I, just, I couldn't get away from just doing this together as a family because I just, this lights me up. And I'll just finish this with these. All of these are in accordance with the workings of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but in also the things to come. He kind of took care of everything, didn't he? But what about that curse that someone put on so-and-so? Yeah, it just says, oh, above every name. Every dominion. But brother, I've got stuff in my past. Let me read it again. Uh, above all, uh, all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that's, every name that's named. I, that's every name. 
This is how to preach yourself happy, if you're wondering. Um, and this is a really good news right here. Verse 22. If you're waiting for the good part. <laughs> and he put all things. Just say all things with me. All things. All things in subjection under his feet. And gave him, Christ, as head over all things to the church. Wow. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And he put all things in subjection under his feet. All things. All things. All things. All things is in under authority. All dominion, all power, and all name above names, all names, everything. And he ends this chapter. I know it's not chaptered out in, you know, when, when, when Paul wrote it, but it's kind of a nice period there. But that's awesome. That's awesome. When I think of, I think about all things, I, I, I get excited. I, like I said, I, I want to I challenge a couple things. First and foremost, I want to challenge us. That we would be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. Because you can read the Bible and you can hear it. Or you can even do you can listen to it in the car. <laughs> and you can just hear it. And you'd be like, that's a good word. But I promise you guys that the word is made into action by our works. We're not justified by works, but by faith, by believing it. But how do you know if you believe it until you actually put it into action? Until you actually do it? You actually like, let's see if this thing works. Right? That's why we come to, that's why, that's why we're passionate here about praying for the sick. Because, because I have to know, is this just good teaching? Or is this the power of Christ revealed to heal the sick, the lame? Right? And I just, I just, I don't see church working any other way except putting it into action, right? So I want to, I want to, I want to, can, can we go after healing for just, just as we finish here? I just want to, I just want to pray. I don't know if there's anybody sick people left in this church. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just want to call, get a few people up here. Um, Jordan and, 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 and Chelsea, come on up and Chris, come on up. I want to go after healing a little bit. Do we have a mic? Chris, can you grab the mic and come on up too? And I wish just, just, just a little bit. And, I, and I, I want, we're all going to pray for the sick together, right? I, we're bringing some people up just to create faith, ask God what he wants to heal and call it out, just to get some faith moving in the room. But man, are you reading the same word that I'm reading? Come on. I love this. I love what God wants to do. I want to... Before we do this, I want to challenge you guys. I, I also, I, I felt like by reading through this, I almost read through the whole chapter, I want, to, I want to ignite you guys to read the rest of Ephesians this week. If you're already reading the Word like daily and you're excited about that, do that. But if, if you're having a hard time knowing where to jump in, that was a good boost, okay? That was a good jump start. So I want to encourage you guys, read the rest of Ephesians. He doesn't change the topic. Okay, it doesn't, the tone doesn't change. He still exalts God. So read the rest of Ephesians this week. You can, you can 
email me, Jesse, at Presence OC and tell me what's coming alive to you. I'll get excited with you. Or don't, and just get excited with your neighbor, your, your roommate, housemate, whatever. But I want to encourage you guys, get into the Word. Read it like that. And, and if you're not feeling that, stop and say, Holy Spirit, would you remind me why this is such good news? Cool. Cool. You know, I felt like, uh, I want to go after healing. I felt like before the service, I really, I, I felt like I saw God um, delivering people of chronic, like, backache, like, sciatic pain when they sit in the car for too long. God's healing sciatic pain this morning. So if that's you, is it that, if that lines with anybody that's, that's feeling that right now, you want to stand up for us. And we actually stand up just so we can pray for you eventually. We're going to pray for everybody all at once. But it's just an act of faith. If, you're, if you have that pain in your back or, your, or down your sciatic, just... You want to stand up for us right now. Yeah, come on. Come on. We're going we're gonna to call it a few other things. This isn't weird. We're just asking the Father what he wants to heal this morning. We do it at our, our rally. And, and literally, this is what anybody could do. We're modeling in some ways. I get other people up here because I don't want you just to think that some pastor can do it. Okay? So go ahead. If you've got a couple. Yeah. Um, I was just hearing, like, respiratory. So anyone with asthma or lung, or breathing problems, or maybe even like panic attacks of some kind. Uh, if you struggle with any of that kind of stuff, feel free to stand up. Um, go ahead and stand up, actually, if you can. <laughs> if you have any kind of problems with respiratory or asthma. Um, I feel like there's a couple more. If you guys could go ahead and stand, I really feel like you're going to get breakthrough today in healing. Um, also, I heard ankle. Um, I think there's some people here with ankle injuries. Uh, maybe you sprained it, you still have pain there. Maybe you don't feel it now, but when you try to run or something, you feel pain. Um, and migraines. Anyone that struggles with migraines or really bad headaches, maybe you have um, bad eyesight or something like that. It's causing head pain. Go ahead and stand up right now. I really encourage you guys, if any of that's you and any of the next ones, just go ahead and stand. Uh, there's no shame here. Yeah. This is awesome. We're just family here. We want to see you get healed. So here's Chelsea. Come on. We're, giving a, we're, we're literally giving God an opportunity to show off. Like that's what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> I heard ankle issues too, so if that's you, just you got a double portion today. Come on. Um, I heard stomach pain, and I feel like there's a young girl who's having stomach pain um, that might be rooted in anxiety. Um, I just feel like the Father wants to love on you today really strongly. And then I heard liver problems, maybe liver disease, any kind of hepatitis, whatever it is. Um, go ahead and stand. It's good. Yeah, I was seeing chronic fatigue. I was seeing uh, a couple of people in here. Chronic fatigue, you feel like you can't get through the day. You just feel like you can't even end the day. You're just really struggling to get through the day. If that's you, just stand up. Yeah, come on. Uh, if you're just feeling like you can't get through the day, you're just always tired, stand up. Come on. Yeah. I heard a word I don't fully understand it because I don't know medical stuff as well, but I heard like sphygmoid tumor. I know tumor I've heard of, but sphygmoid or something like that. Does that make sense to somebody? It's like a tumor tumorous growth. It could be, I don't understand, maybe even your throat or something like that. There's something on like your thyroid. What does that make sense to you? Just, just put your hand up if that makes sense to you. Um, if you're here, that makes sense to you. If some kind of thing, like a tumorous growth uh, that, you know, Jesus makes things disappear. And, um, we're up here taking a lot of risk for you. So if that makes sense to you, just go ahead and put your hand up so I could see. I didn't see a hand up anywhere. I'll give it back to Pastor. And then Nikki J. Cool. Come on. I got if anyone has any jaw pain or toothache, root canal, anything in the mouth. Yeah, area come on, let's pain. heal teeth today. Awesome. Praise God. Come on. So God God loves to heal because he's present. Yeah. Right? So it's just 
We just thank you, Father, that you're here, you're here to heal. Man, I, reading the word is like, just brings his presence so thick in this room. So just, the best way to see God heal more people in your life is to recognize that he's present to heal. That he is present to heal. Come on. So if, if, you're, if you need healing right now, just raise your hand. If you're standing up right now, raise your hand right now. If you're standing up, raise your hand. And if you're around them, go, go get around them right now. If you're, if you're the prayer team now. You're not in the audience. We don't have audiences here. We have, we have ministry teams. We have powerful Christians. If you need to get up and go find someone, go grab someone. The commissional of your life is to defeat the works of the devil and sicknesses from the devil. God is present to heal. Woo. All right. So it's just quick prayer. You guys know the drill. Just pray for them really quick. Just find out what it is that they need healing in. Ask them what it is. Two sentences. My ankle, my back, what it is. Come on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. And then just start praying over them, real quick prayers. Just to tell, to say exactly what you need to go, and call it, call it out to go. No long prayers. All dominion and authority has been given to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your healing presence. <laughs> if you're getting prayer, don't pray. I love what Chris says. You, you can't drink a water and, and, and talk at the same time. You can't, you can't receive while you're praying. Thank you, Father. <laughs> all right. Now, hey, church, church, stop what you're doing right now. I don't want you to pray past the miracle, all right? I don't want to miss it. Ask them what's different. Ask them what, what, could you, what can you do now that you couldn't do before? What's changed? Anything at all. Start moving your body around. The healing happens when you check it. Right, Pastor Chris? <laughs> it doesn't happen in the prayer. It happens when you check. Check it out. What's different? All right. Hey, guys, what's, what's happening now? Is there any change at all? Raise your hand if you felt, if you actually feel 20% change. Anything. Come on, we got, God is moving in the room. Let's celebrate what he's doing right now. Come on. Come on. How many of you guys are 80%, is 80% done, healed, all that stuff? Come on, yay God. Is it 100%? Whew, come on, 100% healing. What happened? Just real quick, what, did God, what was God doing? I had a stomach disorder, and I had a stutter, and so far I'm not stuttering anymore, and my stomach's not hurting anymore. <laughs> she, come on, that's awesome. She had a stomach problem and stuttering, and she's literally just talking, and there's no stuttering. Come on. Hey, let's, let's keep praying. Pray for the person again. If you didn't see 100%, pray for them again. Come on. Just lavish God's love on them right now. Lavish all pain right out of their body. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you for breakthrough right now. In Jesus' name. All right, just move it around again. Try to, if, if you can tell if there's a difference, you can, if you can see a difference, start moving it around. 
Jesus prayed a couple times for the guy that, that was blind. We can do it a couple times. Come on. Come on. Okay, where are we at? Guys, raise your hand if, if, if you felt like 50% God did like, you're feeling 50% healed. Don't hit your wife, but come on. In the back there, come on. That's awesome. I see you. That's awesome. Come on. God's healing this morning. Praise the Lord. Okay, come on. Let's just give him thanks. Just give him a hand. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. Come on. Come on. All right, hey guys, um, go ahead and, you know, come back to your seats. I want, I want to see, like, if you want to keep getting prayer, grab the people around you. We're going to have a prayer team up in a second. Nicole, do you want to? Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to let Nicole close this real quick. If you're on the prayer team, come on up too. Yeah, if you're on the prayer team, come on up. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, I shared with you guys that at the end, uh, we would do what we call call to salvation, but honestly, let's just call it just getting fully alive. So if you're, if you're here with us this morning, if you're visiting, if this is new for you, um, I just really felt like there were several people that connected. God was connecting um, your hearts to, to some of what Jesse was sharing. Yeah, people are so excited. They're still getting healed. Yay, God. Um, so if that's you this morning, if you've never accepted Jesus, you don't know who Jesus is and you want to know who he is, if you, if, you, if you came in here this morning, you're like, wow, I don't know what they're saying when they mean fully alive, but I want to be fully alive. I just want to encourage you this morning. Uh, Jesus is the answer. He's the answer. He's the one that, that gives us life. And he's in a good mood today, so I think today's the day. So if that's you, I want you to, to raise your hand and come forward and have our, um, our prayer team. You know, the reason, the reason we raise our hand is just a statement of proclamation. It's just to say, I'm in. God, I'm in. You know, it, Chris always says he hung naked on the cross for us. The least we can do is raise our hand and say, God, I'm in. I want to be fully alive. And I really just felt like there was somebody this morning. You're like, I just want to be fully alive. I just want to be fully alive. Yes, right there, brother. Praise God. Come on, amen. Thanks, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Fully alive. Heaven is going to be so much fun. We're going to have a party. If there's anyone else, I just want to give you an opportunity to come forward. It's a statement of faith. God, I want to be fully alive. Yeah. I'll just close us with, with prayer here. I, still, I think there's still one other person. Uh, so if you're feeling a tug at your heart, I don't want to rush out of this moment, but I feel like there's one other person and God's saying, you want to be fully alive. Come on home. Uh, so, so Father, if you will just shut your eyes, actually. I'm just going to pray. God, I just thank you for the people in this room. Father, I thank you for that, that other person. Oh, another person came up. Yeah, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, God, I thank you, Lord, that we're fully alive in you, God, that death has no power. I just give you this day, and I just thank you for each person in here. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys have an amazing week. We will see y'all next week for baptisms. If you're interested, let us know, all right?
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.